With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Byer getting you set for a very, very busy day on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb will be just joining us momentarily. A lot to get to today. John Middlecoff, who joins us every week, former NFL scout and host of the Three and Out podcast, will join us in about 20 minutes as we look ahead to a big week 11. And not, not to brag, not to brag here. But when you think of the doubleheader that Fox has on Sunday, the Packers and Vikings starting things off 1 o'clock Eastern time, and then America's Game of the Week between the Cowboys and Chiefs, 
I would argue that there's probably not a better doubleheader that you could get in the NFL than that on Sunday. So John Middlecoff will be here to break down that and so much more. Going to check in with Dante Whitner, former Pro Bowl safety, now an analyst covering the NFL and college football. will join him. Well, he'll join us in about an hour or so. And then Rich Hornberger, former NFL linebacker, or former NFL lineman and co-host of Fox Football Sunday with Steve Hartman will be joining us in the last hour. But Week 11 did start out yesterday with the New England Patriots going to Atlanta and taking on the Falcons. And what a night it was for some and what a night it was for others. The Falcons side of things, you don't want to give them a pass. However, Calvert Ridley hasn't been available to them. The lone bright spot that they had this season was Cordero Patterson, who ended up not playing last night because of an ankle injury. So last night, in reality, really wasn't about the Falcons. And as much as we wanted to try to connect to what happened in Super Bowl 51, there was no Tom Brady anymore. Sure, Matt Ryan was there, but it wasn't the same Matt Ryan as five years ago. So last night was really about the New England Patriots, and we now have Doug Gottlieb with us. All right. uh, Thanks, Dan. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, So, Dan, is it you, you mentioned it was about the Patriots, and it should be. And, you know, it's it's always interesting how we make these kind of narratives and 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 what it's about Mac Jones and how people missed on Mac Jones. And look, I've even fallen into it at some point, but I'm watching last night and I'm thinking to myself, like smart coaches understand how to evolve. They look at the league and they try and copy. How do we succeed in this league? And. If anything, Belichick has even copied his own model. Like, none of us would sit here and go like, Mac Jones set the world on fire last night, right? Of course not. None of us would sit here and go, there's any one wide receiver that they have that you're going to put as a first ballot Hall of Famer or even a, a ring, of, ring of honor sort of guy with the Patriots. Of course not. But the offense is good enough, right? Good enough. And I saw people on social media uh, I'll tell you one. One is Nick Wright. You know how they're in Falcon territory and yet they punt. And his assessment of the move of punting or even running the ball on third down and then punting on fourth and two, you know, in plus territory is that's telling you all you need to know about Mac Jones. Well, maybe it is. But that guy's won a lot of football games, right? I mean, he, he has been the head coach of six Super Bowl winners. They went to nine Super Bowls. So he does know a thing or two about football. And all of us armchair quarterbacks, we sit here and go like, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. Brandon Staley, who I love, is coach of the Chargers. He goes for it. What's their record now? What's their record now? Oh, it's five and four. That's right. It's five and four. Patriots record isn't better. Patriots actually beat the Chargers. So you have to know there's there's – it's not just about the quarterback or even the offense. Oftentimes it's about the quarterback, the offense. Maybe they saw something uh, that they, why they tried to run the ball on third down or they're setting up something for later in the game. Or maybe it is that they don't trust Mac Jones. He only started 14 games in college and he's only started what? Nine games in the NFL. So maybe it's all those things, or maybe it's that he knows he's got a dynamic defense. He doesn't think the Falcons are very good. He trusts his punter. He understands there's three phases to football, offense, defense, and special teams. And look, you, you don't 
You're not going to win a game on your first drive. You can lose one. Right? You can lose one. You have momentum. You play field position. You punt the football. You, you back him up. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if the story last night was about him not trusting Mac Jones, maybe it's about the fact that he trusts his defense. How many points that defense allowed? The answer is zero. How many interceptions they have? The answer is four. It's a really good defense. And, oh, yeah, by the way, how did he build this team? Right? Last year, eight opt-outs. This year, you know, they part ways with their highest paid and maybe their best player at cornerback. They trade him away to Carolina midseason. Obviously, you have Brady off the books. You got Gronk off the books. You got money to spend. And they spent money on the offensive line, on the defensive side of the ball. And then they went and drafted a rookie quarterback. I just, I, 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 I know that we all played Madden. I know that many of us played high school football and some of you played college football or junior college football, whatever. And we think Americans think they know. I saw, I saw this on social media, two things. Every guy thinks they know how to work a grill and how to coach football, right? (laughs) Everybody. No, my grill technique is better than anybody. I know how to like, no, you don't. Nothing special about what you do. I mean, I'll, I'll sit here, I'll cook ribs all day. I think I'm pretty good on the smoker, but you put me against somebody who really knows what they're doing, like, I got no idea. And football, like, you know, I thought I was going to be the offensive coordinator for my son's football team. And, yeah, I played football, and I watch it. And But then you start to understand the intricacies of it, like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'll let somebody else do it. So I, I look at last night, and... It was a virtuoso from Bill Belichick's perspective. It was, you can question what he's doing with his offense or how tentative it seems they are with their play calling. I'm going to look at it and say, he knows that the strength of his team is his defense. He knows that they can completely control a game based upon field position. He knows that just like when he had Tom Brady, early in your career, you put him in the best possible situation to succeed that eliminates the need for tough throws and eliminates the need for errors. And even then, he wasn't perfect. And whatever Mac Jones becomes, he's not going to become Tom Brady. It's just not. No one's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, filling in for the greatest quarterback of all time. The likelihood of that is so, so minute. And I don't believe anyone's ever going to 10 Super Bowls ever again as quarterback. I just don't. I, it was a, it's like friends. I've told people this friends as a sitcom on network TV is never coming back. Why people that age don't watch network TV. And so they won't create shows like that. And Oh yeah, by the way, people don't hang out like that anymore. Right? It's all virtual. If, if you're in an apartment across the hall from your best friend, If you want to talk to them, you don't go knock on their door or go right into their door. You just FaceTime them and see what they're doing, right? Or Snapchat them. Or you play against them in a video game and have a conversation that way, even though they're right across the hall. And we're never coming back around to the old Patriots and all those Super Bowls because no quarterback staying healthy that long, in place that long, no coaches lasting that long. This is a rare outlier appearance. But, but, it does really, 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 really feel like the Patriots are doing their best to recreate that same model. And oh yeah, by the way, it's a model that worked even in Chicago a couple years ago. Like like today we're si- today we're sitting here and 
we're going to talk about Khalil Mack being out for the rest of the season, right? Placed on IR. But go back and look to the year Khalil Mack came over from the Bears. And when he did, that was a dynamic football team that got to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback. And what did they do with Mitch Trubisky? Very little. If he didn't see what he liked, they told him to run it. Now, Mitch didn't have a ceiling high enough. Mitch couldn't evolve. He couldn't become the constant starter. But they understood what they had on offense. They heaped all their resources on defense. They tried to be clever and creative with that offense and just not turn it over and occasionally score some points. And look, the Bears got to the playoffs two of the last three years. So, I mean, I've told people this before. Go and look at Russell Wilson's numbers when he was a rookie. It doesn't mean that I think Mac Jones is Russell Wilson. It doesn't mean that Tom uh, that, that Bill Belichick thinks he's Russell Wilson. But this plan works and when executed by inarguably the greatest coach of our generation it works better than others who try and copy that plan by the way it's the same thing that the dolphins try to do rework their defense with all their money and then get a quarterback on a rookie scale and just manage the game two is not good enough the defense hasn't been good enough but the plan is the same and you're seeing it play out in New England. Here's Rodney Harrison um, on the Dan Patrick Show talking about Mac Jones, remember? Oh, sorry about that. Okay, here's here's Bill Belichick talking about the team. The relationship with the players, I think, is always a very uh, special one. Uh, it's not something as a coach that you can orchestrate. Uh, I think it just has to happen. Hopefully you put players together that... We'll, we'll be able to form those kind of relationships and trust and camaraderie and, and all those things. But it's not anything you can legislate or it just kind of has to happen. I'm glad it's happening and, and I'm glad that they, they have that kind of feeling because I do think there's a chemistry that goes with communication and anticipation and, and you know knowing what the other guy's doing and him knowing what you're doing and, and being able to play aggressively with all that. So I think it's you know it's a good thing. This this is Mac Jones talking about his offensive unit. We have a great group of guys. Early on, you're just trying to figure your way out with me in there, and I'm trying to learn as best I can. But these guys have all played tons of football, and I trust everybody on our offense. Um, I feel like I can play better to you know help them. It's the best team sport there is. I think our offensive unit really has that family feel to it, and we love each other, and we play together, and we play for each other. So we just have to keep doing that. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trader. This is Arthur Smith on getting shut out. Feels ugly right now, and in this moment, you feel obviously pretty poor. You go there, you get to four and four, you get a big win, and then you guys all watched the last two games. I mean, there wasn't a lot of things that we we did well tonight offensively. There's, there's, I mean. You don't score points, and you don't take advantage when you do have the opportunity. Uh, low possession game because it's a defense fought and they fought, and our guys fought. And it's not like they didn't fight on offense, but we didn't do enough to put us in a chance to win at the end. So they got uh, three points; those three against the Cowboys last week in two games. How about Matt Ryan, Felipe Franks, and Josh Rosen all threw interceptions last night? First team since the Chargers in 2000 to have three different quarterbacks throw ints. That team included Ryan Leaf. Jay Stu, can you name the other two quarterbacks who threw picks uh, in that faithful game for the for the 2000 Chargers? This is a good exercise because I read the story this morning, but the, those two names escaped me. I, it, once you read Ryan Leaf, you're like, oh wow. Uh, there was was wasn't there a quarterback named Marino? 
Like M-O-R-E-N-O, and then uh, maybe Stan Humphreys. Oh, no, 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 Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh and Marino. Moses Marino, Jim Harbaugh, and Ryan Leaf. And they also had a, a quarterback name uh, or a guy who threw a couple. Oh, no, Robert Clancy was a, a positional player, who uh, a running back who threw, who threw a pass. So Moses Marino started two games that year, 0-2. Jim Harbaugh started five games that year. He was 0-5. Ryan Leaf started nine games. He was 1-8. Didn't matter who started. They were terrible. Moses Moses Nathaniel Marino. What do you think Moses Nathaniel Marino is doing last night? Do you think last night he was watching the game going, Hey, hey, that's that's our record. (laughs) Like the uh, 72 Dolphins? (laughs) Yes. You're in our neighborhood, you're driving around, but you haven't yet found the house. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues, works to resolve them, and that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7, exceptionally common, Discover exceptionally common sense. You know, you know, it's, what's really funny about watching social media when coaches get conservative is twofold. And, and I think, Bayer, you pointed this out, and I know, uh, Jay Stu, you pointed this out, is you watch the Manning brothers and they're always like, yeah, you got to punt it here. You know, take the field goal here. Like it's a fairly conservative. It fans, because they grew up playing Madden and there's not the same ramifications. They're always like, go for it. Throw it down the field. What are you doing? When you got people who actually coached and played football at that level, like, yeah, we're not doing that. It, it reminds me of when you're watching an NBA game and a guy and a guy's you know going into the fourth quarter, and teams always have their best their best player comes out of the game, and you're like, "What are you doing? Take Steph out of the game, like, <laughs> dude, he's going to get tired. Do you know how great a shape he's in? We're well, in such great shape. Why didn't he keep playing? Like, because you can't play all those minutes." I wondered what the numbers people would have said in that Patriots situation because that's usually the argument of analytics. Oh, there's a 68% chance that you win the game or you score and how many points you come away with. All I know is that if the Patriots were punting and putting the Falcons inside their own 20, there was 0% chance the Falcons were going to score on that drive because right. they they just they were not going to move the football and the Patriots knew that. Yeah, I, I think it's it, there's a lot of fascinating elements to last night. It's the are, is Kyle Shanahan kicking himself over not pushing more for Mac Jones? Did the Falcons make a mistake drafting Kyle Pitts? Not because Kyle Pitts isn't going to be great and doesn't have a supreme amount of talent, but you're driving like you're drafting like a hybrid tight end wide receiver fourth in the draft when you clearly have so many more needs. Right? There's a bunch. Yeah. And and I th- I thought that they should have gone quarterback, but the salary of Matt Ryan was the argument against that prohibitive. Yeah. yeah, that there was no way that they could necessarily move on from it. And I, I just I give them a bit of a break without Calvin Ridley, without Cordero Patterson. I mean, those guys really. I mean, Patterson especially this season has been a majority of their offense. No, yeah. he's been he's been outstanding. By yeah. the way, former Patriot Cordero Patterson. Yeah, yes. Right? Former, former Patriot Cordero Patterson. All right, coming up next, Antonio Brown has been accused of false, uh, falsifying his Vax card. The Bucks claim all their Vax cards are clean. We'll get into that next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Huge game this weekend, the NFL. Gigantic, you know. Um, Cowboys Chiefs. We'll preview it with uh, John Middlecoff. Middlecoff's got that three now podcast. I saw that uh, on social media. He wants to pump the brakes on Mac Jones. We'll talk some Mac Jones. We'll talk some Cowboys Chiefs. We'll talk some Cam Newton, the starter for the Carolina Panthers. Wait, what? Yeah, Cam Newton starting Carolina Panthers this weekend. We got a lot to get to. Rich Ornberger joins us later in the show. Dante Hitner, I mean Dante Whitner, is going to join us later on the show. We got a great show for for you. Plus, I have my picks. Uh, we continue to trend in the right direction. Last weekend, not great, but we made it up with the weeknight games, both Monday and Thursday. You're welcome. Okay, so here's what we know about the Buccaneers and their vax situation. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday we heard that a there's a former chef for Antonio Brown, which by the way does lead us to that famous question. You know the famous question, Jay Stu and Dan Byer. Would you rather have a chef for a driver? I think it's easy. I think chef all the way. I just I don't I I enjoy driving. Not, you know, in New York City, crosstown traffic, not great. But if I, I mean and I enjoy cooking, but like having a professional chef where you're like, huh, I'm hungry. Hey, man, you fix me up a sandwich, right? Like, and it's good. That kind of sounds amazing. Chef or driver, buyer? Oh, oh, chef, for sure. Uh, oh, oh. Jay Stu, chef or driver? No doubt, chef. And, uh, you know, the nutrition would be great. Um, and I like driving. Like, I, I don't mind. I do. Driving. I don't mind at all. I get car sick in the back seat. So no, I, it's funny, you know. I I had that game in San Francisco. My sister lives in Lafayette, which is on the other side of the bay. So when I landed, I actually flew into Oakland and and took Bart in, and then but then I I had to catch a Uber to the game and then Uber out to her house. And I'm like, man, I should just rent a car. It was way it's way better just drive. Even if parking in San Francisco is a disaster, like just so much better to drive. Uh, anyway. So here's what we know about the VAC situation. So apparently Antonio Brown either stiffed a guy or didn't pay him all of what he feels like he was owed as a chef. So the chef's like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? Antonio Brown's got a fake VAC card. So then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers released a statement. Hey, we checked through our VAC card. They're all good. But then there's a story that this apparently is a is a scheme that people believe is prevalent in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. Now, if there was a, t- if you had to rank, uh, rank them, Dan Byer, rank them, teams and areas most likely to have fake Vax cards. I do think the Dolphins would be one. I, 
I feel like the Dolphins would be one. Maybe I've seen too many movies about 80s Miami, but I feel like Miami would be one. But I do think that Tampa's in that top three, don't you? Oh, yeah. They're on the metal stand somewhere. Maybe yeah. on top. Maybe on top? Yeah, like Tampa being anti-vax to the point of having vaccination cards feels like a Tampa story. It feel, it definitely feels like Florida. Florida. It's a very Florida thing. It's a very Florida thing. Like, it's one thing to go, like, it, it's a, I, like, I almost, I un- almost understand, um, yeah, Kirk Cousins using the religious background in the upper Midwest going like, hey, this is what I believe. Like, that, that, that's on brand. That makes sense. Makes sense. This is on brand for Tampa or Miami. Frankly, Jacksonville, not as much, but maybe Jacksonville as well. Somebody I know was in Vegas, and they said that their cab driver was bragging that he got a fake vaccination card so he could attend Raiders games. I mean, so, who, does, so who maybe, brags about so, it? Who kind of idiot brags about it? I mean, first of all, what is the brag? I don't understand the bragging. Congratulations, you're not vaccinated? I, I, don't, I don't get it. If, if you're trying to make a point and not get vaccinated... I don't know. Anyway, so we're still trying to figure out, are these real or fake vaccination cards, right, with Tampa? And we don't have not yet enough data. I'm sure there'll be some, but this is, that, that, that is interesting. The NFL, of course, investigating. They got, they got their best man or a woman on it. That's what they got. I thought we were at an auction there for a second, Doug, the way that that question started. But Cam Newton going to get the start against Come on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I hear two, I hear two, I hear two. Give me two, 250, 250, 300, sold. Oh, man. And then he's like, Cam Newton will take the first snap. Yeah, yeah, very, very wordy. But, uh. Oh, man. 31. Let's get to John Middlecoff, who joins us the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. A lot to get to. I saw in your podcast. Oh, interlude. Um, I saw in your, your podcast uh, that, uh, again, I hadn't listened to it yet because I know you just dropped it and I've been doing stuff. Uh, that we should pump the brakes on Mac Jones. Why? Well, when I say pump the brakes, I feel like he's being anointed as like some superstar. Relative to the rookie class and just a rookie player, he's been very impressive. Like even last night. And, and to me, the number one thing that stands out that I don't think we talk enough about with quarterbacks is toughness, which we do at a lot of other positions, and he clearly has that. And, you know, he clearly belongs. But I feel like everyone's just talking about him like he's a pro bowler. You know, he plays with arguably the best defense or one of them in the league. They get like a pick six every game. Uh, he has a fantastic running game. You know, Belichick and jo- – I mean, Belichick's the best coach, you could argue, in the history of sports. So he benefits from all that stuff. Again, I, I think he's been good. I, I, I've been impressed. But I think sometimes the way people talk about him is, uh, you know, he, he, they, they run a lot of screenplays. You know, he's thrown eight picks. When he pushes the ball down the field, you know, sometimes the other guy on the other team grabs it. Again, I, I feel like I'm hating on the guy. I, I, I've been impressed. But I, I just know the way people talk. You know, we, the hyperbole that happens, I think, sometimes with quarterbacks, we just, uh, just got to slow down a little. 
I completely agree with you. I think it's interesting though that like Belichick, and you get people on so I love I love social media. It's it really it it really brings out the inner idiot in all of us, myself included. But you'll get people like, why are you you're in plus territory? Why would you punt there? You don't trust your quarterback. Like, no, he's a rookie. You have an awesome defense against an offense that scored three points in two games. Like, I think that guy has forgotten more about football than any of us will ever know. Let's take his word for it. Well, one thing's clear. We've all watched, you know, especially the second iteration of the Patriot dynasty, yeah. right? Those three Super Bowls. If Brady would have played with the defense the way it looks right now, over from 2011 to 2019, I mean, they would have probably been in seven, eight Super Bowls. I don't know if they would have won them all, but I mean, they would have they would have dominated. You know, this is the best pass defense in a long, long time. I mean, I know the what, the parallels what, are being made. It looks a little bit like you know when Brady first got there. Yeah, no, it, it does. And here's the crazy part. They trade away their best cornerback. Right? People forget. Everybody thinks about Brady and, and Gronk. Mid-season this year, they trade their best cornerback to, to a, a guy who's defensive player of the year in the league a couple years ago to the Carolina Panthers. Right? Yeah. Just, and and they're, they're better. They're better. And all that money that they spent seems to be fairly, fairly well-spent money. They've, they've done a, an excellent Judon's terrific. Trent Brown, we now, we now know about what he went through on the offensive side of the ball. But they, they seem to have spent pretty wisely and drafted fairly well. And then Kyle Van Oy, who, you know, couldn't play, you know, couldn't play, gets cut. Now he, he fits in perfectly to what they want him to do. I'll give Belichick credit on this one, too. A couple weeks ago, I think it might have been the Browns game, so it might have been last week. Yeah. They started using Nikhil Harry, but they've been doing this for a couple weeks in as a blocker, and he was doing a really good job. And Belichick, you know, he's not, for being an old-school curmudgeon, like he's pretty open-minded when it comes to football. And the guy earned himself. Now he's played a little, you know? It's just like you just earn your keep in New England, and when it, whatever he asks you to do, the specific role, it could be glamorous, it might not be. If you do it, then you play more. And then, like you said, I mean, the Van Oy thing comes back. He looks fantastic. J.C. Jackson, who no one, you know, could have pointed out of a lineup two or three years ago. I mean, the guy, he has multiple. I guess he didn't have the pick six last night because he stepped out of bounds. But he's been fantastic. Yeah, no, it's, it's really impressive. Okay, so where are they in the pecking order in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's wide open. You know, I, I don't know if there really is a pecking order because Tennessee's technically at the top. But, you know. Are they really going to be the number one seed without their best player? I, I don't know. I, I I would doubt it. And really, the Patriots play them next week, <laughs> so we're we're going to find out. Kansas City, uh, big weekend for them. You know, did they cut back or did they just take advantage of a Raider team that's kind of you know leaking oil? The Ravens, I would have been like, okay, but you know they've been they've been a little weird this year. Obviously, the Steelers are not. The Chargers have a lot of issues. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they're the top in the pecking order. But I was texting with a couple of people last night. Who in their right mind, you know, obviously, just let's just assume the Bills win the division. And that, to me, they're them and the Chiefs, you know, would still just because they're quarterbacks. But who wants to play Belichick in the playoffs? I, I wouldn't. Now, the rookie quarterback thing is real. I mean, I, I don't care, like, especially if it's on the road. That's a tough spot. But Belichick in the playoffs, I mean, that, I don't think anyone would want that. You know, they would avoid that like the plague. I don't know if you've seen this, Tennessee's remaining schedule. They have the Texans twice. They have the Jaguars at home. They have the Dolphins at home. The Niners at home. They go to Pittsburgh and to New England. Those are their, those are their probably that and, and the Niners at home. And, like, and the Niner game's a Thursday night game, so that's a big advantage for them late in the season. You know? Yeah, although coming out the Pittsburgh game, but yes. Uh, speaking of the Niners, 
I thought, I mean, it's completely different now that when you, when you get Kittle back and you're starting to get healthy across the board, uh, now they have the opposite. They have a very difficult schedule. What do you think of the Niners after a dominating performance over the Rams? Well, one thing they have is they have four or five elite players. And, you know, a lot of average teams don't have that. So when they're on, they can just they can look unreal. They get the Jags this weekend, who, you know, it's a 10 a.m. kickoff, kind of a weird deal. They should win that game. Then all of a sudden they're five and five. And look at the NFC, the playoff picture. You know, the, the I don't know if the top is as good. It's not. The NFC is better at the top in the playoffs. But the AFC is much better, like five through eight. The NFC is wide open. I mean, the Saints are leaking oil. They got Trevor Simeon, who's starting the rest of the year. The Panthers, who knows what they're doing at quarterback. So the Niners can get right back in this. So can the, so can the Vikings. Well, Doug, they play next week. So if somehow the Vikings, who are now, I think, favored against the Packers, can win that game and the Niners win that game, they're both 5-5. Five and five. I think that's basically like a late November playoff game for one of those two teams getting the spot. Because I think the Niners would start feeling themselves again. And listen, I mean – I was hard on Kyle Shanahan. He was just, you know, it might just be as simple as what he was calling, like the players are screwing up. But when you're a coach in football, it's just you get the heat, especially when you're the play caller. But if he can kind of get his mojo back, they could be a team that no one wants to mess with, right? Yeah. Cowboys Chiefs this weekend, who do you like? Uh, I just, you know, Arrowhead. I, I mean, I think the, I think the Chiefs, they got out of that Packer game, and I thought Mahomes was terrible in that game. You know, I mean, he was not good. But they look like Kansas City again against the Raiders. And now they get to come home. Their fans are going to be going berserk. Obviously, the Cowboys kind of got, you know, their swag back after Denver. But that's, you know, kind of a – you get one of those a year. Yeah, but uh, the, only, the only thing about the Raider game is this. Like, look, the Raiders, they had to get, they had to get rid of one of their first-round picks, and they cut another one. Like, they're just – they're so depleted. They're in shambles. Yeah, they're in, they're, they're, they're in, they're in absolute shambles. And, and there was a couple look at, 50, look 50 at, balls. Look at Atlanta, though. Look at Atlanta. I mean, that's who the Cowboys beat right there in shambles, too. Yeah, yeah. No, but, and, but, but like, okay, so they've won three in a row. They survived the Giants, who aren't any good. They survived the Packers, who had Jordan Love and weren't very good that day. And, they, yeah, they beat the hell out of the Raiders. I think everybody beats the Raiders. Like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not there yet. I respect their talent. And when the lights are on, the popcorn's, but, like, are they going st- to stop the Cowboys? With that well, defense? It, it, yeah, it's not a great, and I saw the weather is, it's not like it's supposed to be 20 degrees. So I, I think I saw like 55. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, not a great matchup for them, you know, because Gallup, I mean, they got three wide receivers who are sweet. Uh, Dak is, you know, let's face it, he's played like a top five quarterback this year. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that the road environment, I, I just think Coach Reed's just better than McCarthy. Now, ultimately, McCarthy, what's McCarthy really doing? Calling time no, out. Not, that's that's my point. Like, I, I, I agree, Andy Reed's better, but Andy Reed's not calling, I mean, <laughs> no. it's not, they're not calling plays against each other. One's working, the other yeah. one's just sitting there managing. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way to just neutralize the wide receivers, which, let's face it, I mean, it, we could look up and the Cowboys win easily, and it's just like they have an Achilles heel. They can't cover anybody. But I, I think if the Cowboys lose this game, especially if it's semi-close, we won't look at the Cowboys any differently. But if the Chiefs are able to win this game, I do think we'll be saying, like, this is a team that's going to be heard from in the AFC again. Um, Dan Byer said there's a medal stand. I like, the, I like that. I'm going to steal that expression. If there's a medal stand for teams with fake Vax cards, uh, who's on the medal stand? I mean, we, I, Tampa? Well, we, well, here, here, well, I mean, here's my take on this. 
if you're going to come after him, and listen, I'm not trying to defend Antonio Brown, the human, but if he's wrong, because the guy was coming after Antonio Brown's career, basically, whether right. he'd get suspended or what happens if he's wrong? Because he took the word of a chef. You know, now, Antonio Brown clearly doesn't pay his debts. I mean, it was, <laughs> I remember when he was with the Raiders, he had people suing him left and right. He's got issues. But that's a pretty bold thing to write if you're going to be wrong. And, you know, I don't know if the league it would just try to avoid it and pretend it's not true, even if it is. But what if he's not? Like, does that uh, media member lose his job? Because that's a pretty – like, he put it out there pretty strong. And it, the, the Tampa Bay came back pretty strong. So did his lawyer. So we'll, I, I, my, my take on that is if you're going to write that, you better be damn sure. And how could you be sure when you're getting the, you know, the information from a chef? But chef or driver, you take chef, right? Uh, yeah, but, but, but again, like if we're talking, you know, whenever someone, the reason you go, okay, is that just a personal friend? Well, it's actually someone that he owes $15,000 to. No, You're I like, understand. That- I'm, I'm asking you chef or driver, which do you pick? Uh, I, I would be more loyal to my driver. You, you want a driver more than you want a chef? Oh, if I could have one. Yes. Uh, mm, that's a great question. I, I, I mean, I would love I know. to That's why this is a good show. 24-7. I would say, I would say, I would say driver. Really? Are you a good cook? I'm a very good cook, but I mean. N- not, not bad. And, you know, trying to eat a little less, so. Okay. Okay. But if there was a medal stand, the three teams most likely to have fake Vax cards, Tampa's on that list, right? Do we put my, is Miami automatically because of like all the stories about cocaine cowboys in the, in the eighties? Like who else do we put on that? Detroit feels like they belong on that list. Well, I listen, I mean, they, they, there are, there are probably a ton of fake Vax cards in the NFL. Young people weren't big on getting vaccinated, especially healthy young people. They're pushed back against it. I, I have a theory that the pushback in the NBA is coming over these booster shots. Because I can't imagine many of these NBA guys, you know, they especially the ones that did it. I bet half the league wasn't really feeling it, but they did it anyway. Too much money on the line, and now Silver's forcing the booster shots. Like you, you watch, there's going to be some stories coming out about that bad boy. But I, I, I would imagine there's a lot of fake vax cards in the NFL for sure. You still didn't answer my question. Give me your three most likely teams to have the most. Well, vax I, don't, vax I, vax I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not talking about the team or like when you say Florida, you're like, yeah, I believe that. Tampa. Yeah, I believe that. I do. I, I believe that. Yeah, you can hit all the Florida teams, but here's the thing. A lot of guys from Florida and, like, Texas are all yeah. over the league, yeah, right? That's a good point. That's a so, good point. I mean, it's just, I, it, could be, it could be random teams. You wouldn't, it would be impossible to pick. All right. Did Cam Newton give me any good this weekend? Well, I mean, last time we saw, saw him, he could pass. So just he learned how to complete passes when he was at home eating cereal? I, I don't know. <laughs> It's a great question. Like, oh, is it Cam's back? Like, yeah, he's not really close to the same guy. Have they announced he's the starter yeah. for sure? Yeah. yeah, but it was weird. He said he's going to take the first snap, which I guess means he's a starter. So, I mean, are they – I got no – one thing that's pretty clear watching that game, and it's always been clear with him, I mean, he has a fantastic red zone option. You know, you could have argued, now I get it, you're bringing Sam Darnold, you don't kind of want that personality hanging over, but – he can get, you know, quarterback sneaks and, you know, quarterback runs at the two-yard line in the red zone with anybody. So I, sure. I bet that's what they keep doing, and, and they have P.J. Walker, you know, throw normal plays, even though he's P.J. Walker. Like, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't trust him. Middlecoff, you're the best. Thanks for joining us, man. See you, buddy. All right, that's uh, John Middlecoff, three and out, is the podcast. All right, coming up next, I'll look into my crystal ball and tell you who I see at the top of the college football playoff rankings after the weekend. That's next.
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every day it's time of the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We get to Dan Byron play a game. This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan, what do you got? Doug, the game today is... Psychic. All right, Psychic, quick note. Uh, this just coming in from the NFL. Amari Cooper of the Cowboys placed on the reserve COVID list. That's according to the NFL Network. He will not play Sunday against the Chiefs. In fact, his status for their Thursday Thanksgiving Day against the Raiders is also up in the air. So Means no, he's not vaccinated, right? Um, yeah, I believe. Um, or you would need the two negative tests within 24 hours. If right, he, but he, so he yeah. wouldn't be ruled out, though, and they wouldn't. The next one wouldn't be in question. It, it, he wouldn't be ruled out already on a Friday for Sunday because he could still get the two negative tests in time. Uh, again, this process of elimination, I believe that means he's not vaccinated. Yeah, I'm not sure of it, but we the NFL Network saying he's not going to play Sunday against Kansas City. Okay. Psychic, do you see the top of the college football playoff rankings changing drastically after this weekend? Uh, not asking for specific picks because I know those come later, but... No, I do not. All right. Psychic, will Cam Newton take every snap for the Panthers on Sunday? We know that he's going to take the first one, but will he take every snap for <laughs> the, the Panthers snap. on Sunday? No, he will not. Little uh, P.J. Walker yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah little P.J. Walker. All right, Psychic, will Mike Evans break Mike Allstott's Buccaneers touchdown record on Monday against the New York Giants? They're at home. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, he will. How about Mike Allstott? What a good player yeah, he you're was. In good hands. That, that's one of Boomer's best nicknames. You're in good hands with Allstott. That's a <laughs> get. But he never got an ad because of it. No, no. The only way to get an ad is to score a two point conversion against Texas, and then Applebee's will come knocking. How awesome nice. of a story is that? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Psychic. Will Tim Boyle fare better than Jared Goff, who's doubtful for the Lions against the Browns on Sunday? Uh, I couldn't fare any worse, no, so <laughs> push. All right, Psychic, how long will it be for you to be able to call the Cleveland baseball team the Guardians and not the Indians? They are uh, officially changing their name this week. Decades. <laughs> Decades. 2042, Doug will still be uh, calling them by the wrong name. Uh, Psychic, do you think the reported list of 30 players that the 76ers would trade for Ben Simmons will ever become public? 
Yes, everything becomes public. There are no secrets, only facts yet to be revealed. Daryl Morey may announce them on a radio show, yeah, for all we or know. Or tweet them, yes. Yeah, yes. The countdown is on. Finally, psychic. LeBron James, a game-time decision, has missed the last eight for the Lakers. Will LeBron play more than 50 games this regular season for the Lake Show? Oh, that's a great, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to say, he's missed how many games? Eight so far. Eight in a row, the last eight. So yes, he missed 32. Yes, he'll play 50. Yay. That's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, uh, coming up uh, next, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and the Chiefs. It's it, it should be like game of the year, but both teams have had some weird stubs of their toes. What do we expect? I'll tell you next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.